Welcome to this episode of Jersey Baseball Show. We've got a very special guest in Jake Rappaport, the first player from New Jersey or a New Jersey school uh, to be selected first team all region by the ABCA in 2021. First person in seven years to uh, to get that honor. Welcome, Jake, and uh, I'm sure you're happy to be back in school and ready to go again. Yeah, thank you for having me, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Um, I've seen guys before on the show, so I'm happy that I get to take my turn. You got to, that's right. You got to uh, live up to Jared's uh, expectations, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so let's, uh, let's get right into this year before we go back and, and look a year behind and, and, and talk about the, the great success of last year, but you are back for year five, right? Uh, yes, sir. So we, we're using our COVID year here to uh, play one, la go, one last go around and, you know, based off of last season, you know, winning the, the the conference, going to the NCAA tournament, having the incredible time down in Arkansas. Just uh, tell us a, a bit about the excitement, you know, not just from you, but from just seeing everybody again and getting ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I know after last year, the group of seniors, there was six or seven of us still left. We started with 10 as a, fr as a freshman class. We were lucky enough to keep enough guys that played all the time to, to be able to go four years and stick it out. And then we all sat there at the end of the year and we were like, we have a decision to make. We can either all go our separate ways for our last year or we can decide to come back and try and just build off of what we had this past year. And I think it was a pretty unanimous decision pretty quickly that we were all going to come back. And we owe it to the program. We owe it to our coaches and our teammates to, to keep young. So that's you and Paul and who else are the other? Uh... Uh, yeah. So it's Paul and I, David and Julio Marcano are both back as well. We have another roommate, Evan Gagekis. He's a relief pitcher. He's back. And our first baseman, Nick Hussey, is also back. Mm -hmm. And you guys came in at a time where, you know, NJIT baseball was like fighting for survival. You know, is it even a viable program? I think it was right off of the, the nine win season, right? Yeah. So my senior year was the nine and 40 season. Yep, that's right. Yep. So that's what you're coming into. You know, was part of it like, hey, look, I mean, you know, we are the, the first kind of class and, and let's give it one more shot. And, you know, we, we, we could have left after last year with that amazing experience, but you know, what's that say that you all wanted to come back? Yeah. I think just, it's the fact that like, we know what we've built here over the four years. Like, like you said, when we got here as freshmen, we were kind of no, nobody, nobody expected anything out of us playing in the A sun against all those really good teams down South. But when we were freshmen, we knew that we had a lot of guys that were going to grow into being everyday players for the next four years. And we knew that if we kept our work ethic that all of us shared as freshmen, even just immediately clicking as friends. And even before we were really teammates, we just knew each other from being in the dorms when we first got there. And we knew that we could build the culture that we eventually ended up building. And, and it all has worked out better than I think any of us had expected. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that you know, play, uh, it realistically can be a thought when you when you come to school, hey, before I'm done, I'm going to be playing in front of 10,000 plus in in Arkansas in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, what were some of the things along the way that that, you know, got you to realize, you know, anything is possible? Because that's a hell of a lesson to, to, to take out of here, you know? Yeah, right. Absolutely. I think our our senior leadership, our three captains, Jared, Paul and Julio Marcano, they never wavered last year. They always knew like, hey, we have really good players. We have really good we have a really good mental game. We have really good coaches that know what they're doing that are here for us all the time. They never gave up on us. So I think once once the younger guys really started to 
learn that like it's a long season just because you play bad for three games or four games or 10 games like we had been playing early in the season you can turn it around in, in a 55 50 game 50 55 game season it can happen so I think we just stayed with the mentality that we could turn it around and and just believing in each other and the upperclassmen I think really helped turn it around sure now now you know you got a lot of attention last year for for your season which we'll talk about but you know some of the the hitting stars you know Julio being back for another year um he's not the kind of player that's usually at an NJIT obviously um you know what excitement does he bring I mean he's somebody who who finished the summer in the Cape right yeah um you know to have someone like him and 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 his brother back for another year you know does that does that kind of make you think that that bigger things are you know even more possible than how we ended up yeah absolutely the the Marcano twins David and Julio they're both outstanding academic students so when they came to NGIT it was mostly based on the fact that they were going to become mechanical engineers NGIT has a great engineering program so to have them on the baseball team was just an, it was just a plus. I mean, they're outstanding students. They work on building drones on their own from scratch, coding, all that kind of stuff. So like outstanding people, outstanding friends, and just having them as great baseball players is just a, is just a plus for us. So yeah, obviously when you see them in the lineup, you're, you're, you know, you're at your best when the Marconos are there. Sure. Now, one of the things that, that really, I think struck so many people across the country in June, May, June last year was the culture that you guys had built. You know, I mean, uh, the, the way that you competed down in Fayetteville, the, uh, the, the gratitude that you showed to Arkansas afterwards and the respect that you got from, you know, that community, those fans, um, the, the obvious closeness that you guys had as a, as a team, as a program, you know, kind of manifested in, in, in a lot of crazy comebacks last year. Um, where does that come from? Because like I said, we, you know, when you all came in, you know, you, it's not like you came into a, you know, the, the, the saying tradition never graduates, but somewhere that tradition has to start. Right. right? I mean, and, and, and so there was no tradition to graduate really when you got there. So where, where did that come from and, and how did it blossom to what it is? I think it, it, oh, people always like when we were underclassmen, people, we had always talked about, being best friends for the rest of our lives. And I think when you play like that with guys on your team and it's not about just being teammates, it's about sitting, looking at the guy next to you on the field and being like, that's my best friend. Like I cannot let that guy down. Like I won't let it happen. And just being that close, like I, it's really personal for me, to be honest. Like I went through a lot of stuff my junior year mentally that really made me not want to play anymore. And these guys saved my life. And, and it's just really, it's just it's just a lot of gratitude and respect and knowing that the guy behind you and in front of you would put their life down to to help you or help the team or whatever is necessary to do. So I think and then it's just easy to give that energy off to other people when they show you the respect that we try to give other people. Mm -hmm. It's just a two way street, I think. So when we got down to Arkansas and we saw how respectful those people were of us in the way that we played and acted on the field, it was easy for us to say thank you and, and to try and show that gratitude back sure now your season right I mean it was a uh, struggles your junior year obviously um but you come out last year <clears throat> and and crush it with with eight wins and 11 saves um and and we'll say that you know it, you don't have traditional closer stopper 
stuff if you look at baseball, how baseball is played in 2021. Correct. You know, kind of like a throwback as far as the way that you go out and pitch. Yeah. Um, but you're not throwing it in at 97. You know, there's no, um, you know, Devin Williams kind of crazy change up, you know, trick pitch, anything like that. Why were you so successful or what made you personality wise so successful in that role where, where literally every game you're in is, you know, close. Right. And, and what was the, you know, where did the success come from last year? So like I was previously talking about junior year, it really all kind of happened junior year. Like I went, we had, my father had a heart attack in January of 2020 and it kind of just shook me a lot. My whole family, it's just one of those things you go through. Right. So I was kind of pitching junior year. Like I, like the games didn't matter. And I, I felt like I was cheating my team. I was cheating myself, cheating the people that are supporting me while I'm out there. So we had a talk junior year. I spoke to the team about what I was going through and coming back senior year, I just knew that I wasn't going to be that same guy. There was no way I was going to pitch the way that I pitched junior year. And I was going to do whatever it took to, like I said, not let my team down. Cause that's, that's how I pitch. I feel like those guys trust me to be out there. So why, why should I go out there and not pitch as absolutely hard as I can? And then I feel like that goes into not wanting, like thinking the guy can't, you can't get the, that guy can't get a hit off you. So it's my, all my mentality is, is just go out, compete as hard as I can and act, even if I'm not better than that guy, act like I am. And, and usually it, it plays out pretty well. Yeah. So, so the key is, you know, really, it sounds like, I mean, just want truly wanting the ball. And yes, exactly. Exactly. I don't, I don't know. Cause when you're, when you grow up, you're a little kid, you see all, everyone says, I want to be a division one baseball player. And then you get that chance and it's just, I'm not trying to take it for granted. I'm just trying to, why would you not want to be put in the game? The coach tells you, ask you if you can pitch. I say, yeah, every time. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can pitch. Either want it bad enough and find a way or, or you don't really want it bad enough. Or you don't. Yeah, exactly. So, so then, you know, was there somebody along the way or were there people along the way that really kind of put that mentality into your head? Cause I, I, I feel like that's sort of something that develops over time. Yeah. So Paul Franzoni had, has had a huge impact on me in since we've been in college, he's my best friend. He's always, he's going to be my best friend till we, till we're 80 years old. I just, it's one of those friends you have for the rest of your life. You just know you're going to have. And he has that same mentality. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't let anybody push you around. You know that you're, you know that you're a good player. You know that you have a strong mental game. Just go out there and, and be a dog. And that's how he plays. That's how a lot of our guys play now. And I think that's another reason as to why we have had so much success the second half of the season last year. You can't have a great, turnaround without people like that correct that's so, like so you, you're down in Fayetteville and I know we've heard from Jared we you know a couple months ago right afterwards we've heard from Paul over the summer um talk about what that experience meant to you right playing in the NCAA tournament you know you you know we'll even start back to seeing your name flash on on ESPN you know 1201 when the show started 12 yeah. you guys were literally the first matchup but, you know, explain what that meant to, to you know, your baseball journey to, to be able to go down there, play in a regional, you know, have that sort of uh, experience where it wasn't just, you know, you played your games and that was it, but some of the other things you got to experience. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, how, how has that kind of changed you or, or added to you mentally? Um, well, first of all, I know that 
those guys that play in, down there in the SEC and the bigger conferences are absolute studs. That is a fact for number one. Um, just flicking home runs, it's, it's unreal. But just being able to be there and competing and, and having everybody see NJIT on TV, you know, Albert Choi leads off with a solo homer in the top yeah. of the first inning, and it's like, holy crap, NJIT. Like, who are these guys? Why are they hitting home runs against Arkansas? But for us, it was just like, hey, they're a Division One baseball team. We're a Division One baseball team. Nobody expects us to go down there and do anything. So why, why do we not – why can we not just go down there and play freely, play like we play, and, and show people what we can do? And I think we did a really good job of that just by the way that we were greeted by the people at the games that we weren't playing in. Our big thing was going back at night and watching the night game. Everybody was there. That was the big game, 16,000 fans every night. And just seeing the people walk up to us and, like, giving us high fives and shaking our hands and wanting to take pictures. And we were in the outfield in the pen, in the hog pen, and guys on our team were – we're like trading shirts with Arkansas fans. Like it was unbelievable experience. Just so happy for our guys, our younger guys for their first year. Like I couldn't imagine how I would have felt if that was my freshman year and I'm going down to Arkansas to play in a regional after your team starts seven and 17. It's just, it was an unbelievable experience. So I, we were just really blessed and, and appreciative of everything that we received down there and just tried to play as hard as we can on the field. Yeah. New Jersey went, you know, had not won a, a, a New Jersey school had not won a D1 tournament game since 2011. Um, so it'd been 10 years. In fact, uh, you know, the, the, the thing was, uh, you know, coach uh, Papaccio was yep. a player. Yep. The last time uh, they won with Seton Hall, his, his team won then. And, and so, you know, the first game back and forth and, and, you know, you struggled a little bit, um, but, SEC team, you're in the game the whole time, right? You, certainly, uh, you know, the way you guys performed was was something that opened up a lot of eyes. You know, you get to game two and, let, you know, you got, again, you're probably on fumes at that point. Got the ball, 3-1 game, eighth inning. All of a sudden, you know, it's 3-2. You're still up. You got the ball in the ninth. Want to show a clip here? of the uh, the end of the game, and, and you take us through what's going through your head at A, at that point, but B, also kind of looking back on it. Okay. And, uh, you know, let's uh, let's kind of take it away here. As Crossing put a charge into it. It's kind of become the fan favorites from Arkansas fans. you got Arkansas fans behind home plate throwing their hands up. Pop up. Albert Choi gives way to the right fielder. Ball game over. And NJIT as Blum takes care of the final out. Victorious here. Yeah, so just uh, usually when the game ends, I'm usually pretty good at trying to hold my excitement until after the out is made. But I know as soon as the ball went in the air um, that Blum was going to catch it. Our right fielder, he was an outstanding defensive player. And I, I just started jumping in the air as the ball was like going, coming down. I was just freaking out. I knew Longo, our catcher, was going to run out to me. And just the whole thing was amazing. Just extreme elation and happiness for our guys. And our starting pitcher, Ryan Fisher, did a great job of getting the ball to me with the lead in the eighth inning. And I knew that a solo home run wasn't going to be the end of the world because it could, the solo homer couldn't tie the game at the time. So that was that happened. And you'd like, you would like to have a, a clean slate, but just knowing I had to go back out there for the ninth and get three more outs was really all I was worried about doing. Lifetime thrill, I'm sure, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, my parents, and, and, my, my parents and my brother were there to watch, and all yeah. of our fans that had traveled 
from mostly from New Jersey and New York. A bunch of, we have a bunch of guys from California that, that their parents came out. So it was just an unbelievable experience for them and for us. And for them, I'm sure for them to see us win a game, our parents were probably so happy and so proud. It was awesome. And the, the kind of low-key underrated thing here that you can hear on the clip is, you know, that little roar that goes up from right that wasn't all njit fans that they when that last ball is hit and caught and how did that feel just i think just showing in the arkansas fans the day previously how hard we play and and all the recognition we were getting and how we were handling that just trying to be as as grateful and and respectful as possible i think they they were pulling for us so they definitely were i mean i also don't think arkansas would have really wanted to see northeastern they were a fantastic team so if they would have beaten us and moved on, I don't really know. I would think they would have rather, honestly, have likely played us. But either way, I think they were happy to see us win a small team from New Jersey that nobody knew about before getting down there, had pulled off a really big win against a great team, and they just wanted to show their happiness and respect. Absolutely. Now, um, you know, from there, I said, again, that kind of brings us back to now. Um, you've got freshmen coming in um, at an entirely – different point in the program than when you came in right so yes. in your mind and some of the other fifth year guys mind you know what message whether it's outwardly or just through the way that you go about things in the fall do you want them to understand about njit baseball um just it's a bunch of guys that love to grind love to work we have guys that hit every day at night extra hitting extra defense just we got to keep going What's what's the point of, of talking this talk if, if we can't back it up when the springtime comes and it starts now? Practice is so important. Lifting is so important. Just you can't stop. It's you're here. You're here to go to school and then you're here to play baseball. And you should be able, I think you should be able to handle those things in, in, within a day. 24 hours is plenty of time. So just keep going, like I said. And when we stop, hopefully it's with the conference championship ring again and another trip to a regional. And in plans after after college, I know it's a year away, but yeah. So um, I have plans of going to law school. I want to. I've been thinking about uh, being like a sports agent, um, working in sports front offices, maybe. Um, Also thinking about joining the military, becoming a JAG officer. I think that would be really interesting to do. Something very cool. Something I think that matches my work ethic. I think it'd be a cool match to join the military and go through all that stuff. I also. Love our love America. Would love to fight for our country anyway. So I think that'd be amazing. Um, kind of just going with the flow. I'm worrying about the season and yeah, what I'm doing shortly after that. But if you go the sports agent route, there's certainly a lot of uh, baseball talent in South Jersey. You know yep. where, where you're from, Highland uh, Regional High School, and 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 throughout that part of the country. How did South Jersey kind of impact you, you know, mentality growing up down there and, and, and how, uh, you know, crazy and intense baseball can be? And you right. know, what does it say about baseball down there, the, the success that it's had when you, you know, look at the past draft? Yeah, so I think, um, I, well, I think also I'm a huge Philly sports fan, huge, all four teams. And I think just watching how they play and how their fans act when a team is good is like, if you play hard, you will be respected and, and people will treat you the right way. So I think in, at Highland, I had a, I have a bunch of friends that we all played and it was kind of just like, yo, let's try and play like the Phillies or let's try and play like the Eagles, play as hard as they do. And, and then that's every game is a good game in South Jersey baseball, in my opinion. There's never really a bad team that you see a 20 to nothing high school score like you do somewhere else. And I think 
just being able to play good competition every day and, and not knowing that you can take a game off is, is important in development and just also playing against your friends. You don't want to lose to your friends. So that's right. that's being right. able to like you play your friends at a different school, like when we would play Triton, it was always have to be Triton, have to be Triton, have to beat them. And then when you lose, it's like the end of the world. Everybody so, knows everybody. Everybody so knows gotta, everybody. Exactly. You got to deal with it if you don't yeah. win. And I just think that pushes guys to be better. We've had a lot of success in the draft over the last couple of years, like Salamedo and Petty this past year, unbelievable pitchers. Um, just, yeah, playing hard team, playing really good competition, I think, pushes a lot of guys to get working during the offseason so they know that they're better when they come back in the spring. It's amazing. South Jersey baseball, I think, is extremely underrated, and it really frustrates me. <laughs> We will uh, we'll hopefully be doing something about that this year and, and, and this summer when we move the uh, down the down there and, and open up our ACBL team down in, right. in, in, yep. in West Effort. That'll be fun. And Jake, one last question. Yeah, so five years in school, what's one thing you wish you would have known when you started that you know now? That you can't waver. The season's way too long. You can't – if you start off poorly – and you don't pitch for a couple weekends, it's not because you're a bad pitcher. It's right. because there's a couple things you have to work on during your bullpens, during practice, during catch play. And you can't, you can't become a bad teammate just because you're not personally succeeding as much as you thought you were going to. So you just have to keep – you have to stay even keel. You can't get too high, can't get too low. You just got to stay on – you got to stay on course. 50 games is a lot of games to, to turn your season around. Right. Yep. Yeah. So we're glad you got a, a full season, hopefully here to finish with. Yes, sir. Um, give it one last go around, kind of rewrite history again. And uh, best of luck, Jake. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. Again, Jake Rappaport's our guest this week, Jersey Baseball Show. You can catch us on YouTube.com slash Generals Baseball LLC. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing you play this fall and, and, and this spring. Cool. Thank you.